Bring your popcorn. We've come a long way since you brought that POS to Applebee's, didn't we? Where is Cody? He's on vacation. State media takes vacation. You go to North Korea for vacation. Hey, welcome back to another edition of Boot Up, the LSU Basketball Podcast. Cody Worsham joined by Harrison Valentine. Excited about today's show. Got some uh, some audio to get to from Will Wade's press conference, first in-person press conference. Harrison was there, so we'll get his take on that. I was thinking, was yesterday the first in-person press conference since Marshall Graves hit that three against, uh, was it Georgia? Was that 20 months ago? Oh man, that's a good question. I think there was there was an in-person press conference right before the NCAA tournament that year. Um, that man, was the first time that I memory than I do. Yeah, my, when my, he hit the three with forty-four seconds left, I remember writing that story. COVID uh, did numbers to my memory. The last thing I remember before COVID is LSU playing a baseball game on that Wednesday when everything went down. Um, but it probably was. So it was good to be back in person. I'm sure back. I was watching from afar, but I know you were there, and there were some really good quotes that we'll get to. Uh, here in a second that you you've clipped for us um after that after that we're going to uh, play an interview that i did with will wade a couple weeks back it's a different interview it was for the gold standard the first episode of gold standard is out actually the second episode by the time you're listening is out it's our behind the behind the scenes documentary go check it out it's on twitter youtube anywhere you find lsu basketball content um but the interview was for that so i asked some slightly different questions and we didn't talk specific players but i got some really interesting like big picture philosophical answers out of will it's his fifth year we talked about being in year five and how much you know stuff has changed in his five years here um some of the adversity he's gone through and what he's learned from it and how he's it's uh, it's changed the program uh, and changed him so i thought it was really interesting we'll play that uh, at the end so as a result you and i will probably only talk for about mm-hmm. 15 20 minutes here so let's get right into it um you were at the press conference I was. I, while you're talking i'm going to start pulling okay. up some clips of the press conference but what were some of the big takeaways that you had i know you wrote a notebook it's yeah. up at lsu sports.net what were some of your big takeaways from the press conference my two biggest takeaways were Obviously, talked about the style change. They're going to be a little bit more scrappier, a little bit more blue collar this year. Um, he said that might not be a bad thing. That may be, you know, you know, he's actually that's a style of play that he's become accustomed to coaching throughout his career. Yeah, he talked about that's what they were like at VCU. Yeah, he talked about how he did that at VCU, um, and he seemed excited about it. He talked about cohesion, uh, chemistry, um, how they've got you know better rhythm, and I think I noticed that. I mean, it was also good to hear from. Xavier Pinson he was one of my takeaways too because um, he seems like even though he's a newcomer you know at LSU it seems like he's already built himself up as a major leader on this team even Darius Days who's a four-year you know player on this team uh, said that Xavier Pinson you know holds him accountable yeah and he's been here for you know how many months so I thought um, and Pinson gave us the quote of the day with uh the basketball we'll play, genius. Yeah, we'll play that in a second. Don't, yeah. don't, give, don't give it away here. So we gotta we gotta keep some tricks um, sleep. But my two takeaways were the style change and you know the the, the leadership that I that I felt from from Xavier Pinson because not many times you see somebody come right in and just automatically you know have everyone on the team look look at you a certain way as a leader. Yeah, what stood out to me from afar was some of the quotes you were tweeting. Uh, Will's always good for a good quote, but Pinson had a great quote about like. LSU is where professional athletes are developed, right? Yeah. And that was part of the appeal here. And then just some of the stuff they were talking about was really interesting. By the way, 
one of the things I think was talked about at the press conference, correct me if I'm wrong, was LSU scrimmage on Saturday, probably in very subtle tones. Yeah, cause, not much, though. Yeah, I, I, joke, I joked about it last week. Like, you can't talk about secret scrimmages when you're uh, on the institutional side. It's an NCAA issue. Um, I think everyone out there knows who LSU scrimmaged. Um, again, we can't necessarily talk about it, but the, the results have been reported in different places, and they're probably pretty true. I, I'll hint at some things that I have picked up through conversations about the team. Maybe they aren't result dependent, but just some observations that they saw. We'll we'll do that in a little bit. Let's first play a little bit of sound here. Um, since you hinted at it, um, you sent me the shorter clip, but I have a longer clip here from Xavier Pinson um, that that a quote that you really enjoyed. So let's uh, let's play this. See if this works. Um, I mean, I did see from experience that this was a school that uh, plays forty minutes. Like even when they lose and they still find a way to come back and get into the game or win the game. But my <laughs> yeah, main decision was just hand. the pros. Uh, I feel like this this organization, this school, like develops great pro- professional athletes, whether they're a guard or transfer, whatever they are. So that's that was my main interest, just seeing the proof behind Coach Wade's coaching ability and his staff. I like how he just picks apart every piece of your game, like me. Uh, he He's taught me a lot since I've been here already. Uh, like I said before, he he's kind of like a basketball genius. Yeah, that's the part. That's the part. Yeah, you like. he, he, Will Wade said he's a calming influence. You can pretty, you can tell. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, I'll have, I'll have some thoughts on Pinson in a second. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed hearing that from him, and, and that's the professional athlete um, quote that I mm-hmm. was, I was talking about. He's got he's got a bigger perspective now. He's he's been there for four years. I I, I was joking in the middle of his soundbite there that he's seen firsthand what yeah. what, what LSU's ability to come back is he was on the court for that 2000, 2019 comeback, yeah. um, which I was at, by the way. and Was that like the one away game you chose to go to? I did, yeah, it wasn't the one I chose to go to. They basically, one game a year, there's a bigger plane that goes, so they had room on the plane, yeah. and so I went. And, hell, hell of a game to go to. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for the first 35 minutes, I was like, why Why yeah. the one game that I came to? I mean, remember, this is a team that only lost two SEC games all year. Yeah. The one game that I come to, they're playing terrible, it's awful, Missouri's fans are all over them. And then Skyler Mays and Tremont Waters and Javante Smart and a bunch of dudes on the floor made some magic happen. And then Emmett Williams uh, did his little ride the hogs dance out. And I got a video of that that went viral. I mean, it's it your was legacy. That yeah, that's uh, of all the things that I've made an impact in this world. When I when I pass one day and, and they look <laughs> back at, at the things I've left behind, the video of Emmett Williams in his short shorts riding the hogs on the way out of Missouri's arena will uh, certainly. Rank at the top. I'm looking through a couple other sound clips that you pulled for me, and uh, let's play this one from Will on um, LSU's style of play this year because that's something I picked up both from the scrimmage, from conversations, from practices I've seen. Um, the LSU basketball team that you've seen for the last couple of years is going to look a little bit different this year. Just gonna, it's going to be different. Doesn't mean it's going to be any less effective. Um, in fact, it could be more effective. We've just got better cohesion. We got better rhythm, um, and you know we're just we're just we're scrappier. Um, we're more competitive in in, in some places, um, and and it's just you know we're gonna have to. It's just it's just different. It's gonna look different. People, when you leave there Tuesday, you're gonna go. That's 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 very very that's very very different. Um, but it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. It's kind of like, it's more along the lines of what we did at VCU, 
Um, it's much more along those lines. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with this. I mean, we're going to sling that ball in the post. We're going to sling that ball in the paint. Uh, we're going to be just relentless on the offensive class. I mean, you know, it's just going to be – we're going to still run the score up now. We're going to still score some points. It's just going to be different. Yeah, just more blue-collar, gritty. Um, we're going to do a lot of the little things probably quite a bit better than we've, than, than we've done them. I think, you know, I think when Darius Days spoke to the media, like the key word was play fast. Like he said, we're going to play fast like four times. So, and he, and he mentioned the defense and how they've made strides this offseason, and he was excited to showcase that on Tuesday, too. The the, the synonym that I would use for, for fast or, or sort of the spillover from that is uh, energy. Mm-hmm. This is a high-energy team um, on both ends of the floor, and I think their ability defensively and on the, on the glass will be much improved. I think what you – I've talked about this before. I don't want to dive too deep into this topic again, but what you trade off from last year with your isolation scores, Javante – Trendon, um, their ability to you know create their own shot. Cam Thomas, obviously, um, you you lose that, but you add in some defensive versatility, some defensive mm-hmm. energy, some defensive toughness. I mean, guys like I, I'll just say all of them, all eight guys in the rotation, which is another thing that I learned from the press conference yesterday. He's kind of narrowed his rotation down to eight, which is what I expected. All eight guys in the rotation, none of them are like necessarily the lottery pick type of talent. Um, they could develop into that, sure. But when you're not that, you have to have something else to make up for it. And so they've got a little defensive edge to them. And we'll see if that manifests itself um, in the regular season. From what I gather, uh, it manifested itself in the, uh, the 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 last time they were on the floor. And again, I'm going to try to talk about this in, um, in, in secretive terms, I guess, since it's a secretive scrimmage. But Look, when you play Nichols, and again, Nichols is very good. Probably going to win the Southland. Um, but you're that's you're, you're playing a Southland team, right? Um, I, again, I can't say who LSU was playing, but they weren't defending a, a Southland team. They were defending champions, mm-hmm. if that hint got through. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, that the scrimmage probably went just the way that Coach drew it up, to give another hint. No more hints. Um, what I did learn from the game, from the conversation, so... Is one the rebounding ability? Um, that was something LSU struggled with last year. Got killed on the offensive glass. Will's teams always offensive rebound really well. In fact, I'll go back. I'll tell a story. So when Will first got hired at LSU, I was working in the media. I called him up. I had developed a little bit of a professional relationship with him and um, wanted to just pick his brain on some stuff. He said, I got a coach's comp. What do they call him? Coach's clinic mm-hmm. uh, at LSU. This was like two weeks into the job you can come sit in and watch. And so I remember that coach's clinic, he said, we don't work on defensive rebounding. We work on offensive rebounding because if you work on offensive rebounding, you learn how to defensive rebound because the guy that you're going against in practice tries to offensive rebound over you. You got to figure out how to box him out. And so the first couple of years, his teams were elite offensive rebounding teams and pretty good defensive rebounding teams. Well, last year, the defensive side got exposed. I think this year that's going to be cleaned up. I think with days with Tari Eason, with Reed, with Moani, you've got, I mean, you've got monsters on yeah. the glass. So that seems to have translated itself so far. Again, secret scrimmage is very, very different from the regular season. And then the other thing that, that I heard is just defensively, they can kind of stay in front of the ball and contain the ball a little bit and not get killed on the dribble drive. It wasn't perfect from what I hear, but they were able to do some things defensively they haven't been able to do before. And do you remember, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you remember what I said last week? My concern with them defensively was like, I didn't know if they could do enough of this. 
So they didn't do any of it last year. <laughs> Testing your memory. No, sorry. If you don't remember, I'm sure the listeners don't, so it's a good reminder. I said I was worried about their ability to generate turnovers. Okay. And sounds like they were able to generate some turnovers. Sounds like Eric Gaines is a guy that on the ball can yep. get some steals and deflections, which is what he, Tremont and Skyler sort of made their living on the last couple of years. He, he had a good quote about Eric Gaines. I don't know if I clipped it, but I can find it on my Twitter. Yeah, pull it up on your Twitter. He, I remember what he said about his he speed. He said, he's an, um, yeah, he's an unbelievable talent. He's got elite speed. There's not 10 players in college basketball that are quicker than him. Uh, got to get him a little bit more under control, but defensively, he's an absolute menace. Yeah, and we've seen the electricity that Gaines can generate on both ends of the floor. He was a, a shot in the arm in the SEC yeah. tournament. Big part of their run to the championship game there. He... Um, did you did you just say it in the quote that he's they're trying to get him to play off two feet basically instead of one feet? That, I mean, he he just said we've got to get him playing uh, under control. Okay, so that's yeah. that's the yeah. that's the um, coach speak term. When I've been in practice, it's been like gains play off two feet, quit yeah. playing off one foot, yeah. two feet in the paint, jump stop under control, and so those things are starting to come. Well, I feel like last year he was just flying around like with no regard. Sure, like like a freshman is supposed <laughs> yeah. to do, right? Yeah. And so they they've got to polish that a little bit um, offensively heard good things about Efton Reed and his ability really? to be a focal point on offense. And I know there was a good quote from Will about that yesterday. Uh, in you, fact, you I, I clipped that one. So what yeah. I'm going to do is, is I'm going to pull up uh, my Twitter account here in a second and play that clip. But I, I said this in previous iterations of this podcast. Um, I hadn't been able to see Efton Reed in practice. And I know Will talked about this yesterday, but basically they haven't had all eight guys of their rotation yeah, until now until right? now yeah. in a practice and reed was one of those guys i'd go out there and he wasn't practicing it didn't look like a bad injury he just wasn't uh available for practice and so they're all available um here's here's a couple good sound bites one you have the one about pinson so we'll re- revisit that in a second because that is a, a good one about pinson but here's the one that i'm talking about with will uh talking about Efton Reed and some of the bigger lineups that LSU can play because I think one question we should answer before we get out of here and, and throw it to the interview with Will was what that eight-man rotation mm-hmm. is I mean you're about to get a, a pretty good dose of what it, it looks like here especially when LSU goes big which they're going to do or when they go small as well I think our front court is is tremendous I think it's a huge huge strength of our team we haven't been able to say that very often um, I think all three of them are just, you know, we're going to find a way. I gotta, I've, I've been tinkering with this. We've got to find a way to get all three of them out there on the court together, too. Uh, we've got to play those guys together. I mean, I want to – I think one of the strengths of our team is our versatility. I was messing around with lineups where we have all three of them out and we're huge. I was messing around with lineups where Imwani Wilkinson was playing the five on offense and we were playing really, really small and doing some different things. So I'm trying to – trying to you know I kind of settled on the eight guys that I know we're going to roll in there and now I'm trying to figure out the best way we can mix and match and and get those guys out there but two of those three guys are you know the way I envision is two of those three guys are gonna be on the court the entire time basically rotating and they're all three uh great great players um you know days and 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 Tari have some experience you know Tari haven't played at Cincinnati last year and just a, a, a rugged rugged player very very talented player and he wants to be – he just wants to be so good. He's He's got a great desire to learn and, and, and to be great. He was peppering me with questions for an hour and a half yesterday on, on different things, and it was an off day, and he was he was just peppering me with questions on things. So he's, he's just – he's – he he he's he's really locked in and 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 um, you know he's really worked hard and improved and and days you know you guys all know about days and Efton you know he's a he's a huge weapon we got when he's in there we got to throw that ball into him I mean he is a he, he's a weapon and a half down there and and he can 
Um, you know, he makes the right play. He's one of those, he's one of the most unselfish. He's our, one of our best talkers. Um, he just has so much value that, that, that he brings, uh, that he brings to the team. Okay. So that, uh, again, a, a long winded quote from Will, he's, he's really good at those like minute 45 quotes. That should be the over under for a Will, mm-hmm. Will Wade clip on social media, but <clears throat> good stuff there. He was, if you didn't pick up on it, he was talking about the three bigs in terms of Tari East and Darius days and Efton Reed. Well, there's three of your five, I mean, three of your eight in the rotation. Mawani Wilkinson, he mentioned as well. It's a good that, problem to have when you don't know what, like, which guy. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, well, it's a new team, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's new faces. So just to, to zoom back a little bit, what I anticipate the rotation to be, and I'm pretty confident in this, is your backcourt rotation is uh, Pinson. It's, and this is not in any particular order. I'm just saying them as they come to my mind. Pinson, Brandon Murray. Uh, Eric Gaines, and then Mawani, you could kind of throw in there as, as a backcourt guy. So that's four. Then you have Darius Days, Tari Eason, Efton Reed. That's seven. Alex Fudge would be eight. He also that, that said with eight. the potential of a, with the ninth guy. Do you know who would be the, who's the ninth guy? I don't know who the ninth guy is at this moment. I think long term, it could be Sharif O'Neal when he gets healthy and gets yeah. back. Uh, again, going back to the story I was telling earlier about that coaches clinic, one of the first questions yeah. up was, "What's your ideal rotation?" And I've said this a million times before, but I'll say it again. He called it eight plus one, so having eight mm-hmm. with a ninth who could kind of pop in. I think Jarrell Colbert could be that guy as a big who can rebound, who can run the floor. Um, but I think your eight right now are the eight that we just mentioned, and it's more like, man, that's more like three guards and five bigs. Like Mawani, he's on a big, but. As you heard right there, he play he can play the five in a in a offensively in a, a small ball lineup. I think Days would be your four in that situation. But then maybe you have Pinson and Gaines and Murray out there. So there's some interesting lineup um, combinations that mm-hmm. Will Will can use early in the season. Days was asked yesterday about you know last year being you know forced to play the four and how excited he was to get back to you know his comfort comfortability playing the four. Yeah. Because he had to play last up last year. year. He, had to, he had to play some five last yeah, okay, year, right? Five. Sorry, I got them. Uh, yeah, he had to yeah. play some five, and, and so he's he's a natural four. I've had people yeah. ask me if he can play the three. And so when you talk about playing all three of those guys together, he's going to have to play some quote-unquote three. But it's it's going to look different. Um, yeah. He's he's not – look, he's not a, a wing. He's, he's not a wing by any means. He's a he's a, a pick-and-pop big that has some mid-range game. Um, he's not going to put it on the floor a ton. But let's see, his, let's see if his game expands – this season, I know you wanted to play this uh, this bite from well, yeah, uh, Pinson as well. Coach had a good quote on uh, Xavier Pinson. He was like, "Good teammates work out. Great teammates work out and bring somebody with them." And talked about how he's never gone, you know, to the gym without a teammate, and how he really understands what it takes to win, and he knows that it takes more than just one guy. And how even if he's competing, you know, theoretically for minutes with a guy like Eric Gaines or something like that, that he's still bringing him to the gym and working him out. And I mean, you you, you can play it. Yeah, that was a good recap. Let's hear, let's hear Will say it himself. I love X. Um, you know, the best thing is he's got a calming influence to him. He's just – he's been through it. He's very calm. Uh, he's a great teammate. Um, he, he, he's just got a great way about him. Um, our, team, our team loves him. Like, our guys love him. They, you know, he's – you know, he set the tone with work ethic. I've said this before, you know, good teammates work out, great teammates work out and bring somebody with them. And there's not a time he doesn't bring somebody with him. Now, usually in the summer it was Mwani. He'd have Mwani up at six in the morning with him to come in here and work. Um, and he's brought some, you know, he brought Gaines along with him, which is not easy to do. You and Gaines are, 
in theory, competing for minutes, and he, he he's brought Gaines along with him, and, and, and Gaines has now joined the joined the crew. And, you know, that says a lot about him. He knows it takes more than just one guy to win, and, and, and he understands that. And he's just got a very mature way about him. Um, you know, in a, in a short amount of time, we've built up a lot of trust. Um, and, you know, he's somebody that's – it's obviously a very talented player and very good player, but he's just got a, a real calming uh, – influence to him on the court and, and with our team he's just you feel like he's in control when he's out there yeah that's that's good stuff from will yeah uh, i was that, writing the notebook yesterday uh and i some, talked to someone next to me i was like looking at the quotes i was like they're really making the, the job easy like today they, there was there was a ton of good quotes yeah they, they were on their their game yesterday tommy Karam obviously trained him up well and kent Lowe gave them the uh the orders they did they, they needed um colonel, speaking colonel of no, kent. no no dispatches from colonel kent this weekend because the secret scrimmage uh that was a clandestine gotcha. operation however the dispatches are about to start rolling in mm-hmm. man we've got starting uh on november 9th on tuesday you've got ulm at home on the 12th you have texas state on the 15th, which is, a, I mean, this is three games in a week with UL Monroe, Texas State Liberty coming to town. And then you have McNeese State on that Thursday. You have Belmont at home on the following Monday. And then uh, you're going to Penn State. That's the neutral site game. I think that's the the one in uh, Niceland, Florida. So gotcha. it's uh, over Thanksgiving. So it's about to get busy. Like, it, it is yeah, time it's to here. boot up, it's here. Did you catch my, uh, at the end of the article? I, I did. Put the, I didn't know if you did that, like, by coincidence. No, the quote I read tweet? it. Okay. I read it. Tell, <laughs> tell the people what you said. I said, rule number one, uh, always be prepared to boot up. You you're, got you got what five days now, so plan accordingly. Yeah, you've been following rule number one very well, and you've been better about rule number two today. No coughing in the microphone, which good. I'm, I'm I'm better. Good, you you fix that. Um, but look, the schedule is about to heat up. I think we're selling season tickets right now. Single game tickets just went on sale for these games. Like I know those names don't sound like this quote unquote sexiest names for for home games. One. I think you're going to want to see this team early just to to see some of the new faces, the new style of play. I think they're going to be exciting to watch. Plus, there's like the fun of like being back in the PMAC. Is PMAC's going to be fun this 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 year. Yeah, masks are are, are encouraged, but they're not going to be required. So you'll you'll be able to show up with or without a mask, whatever you're you're comfortable with, and enjoy real basketball for the first time since pre-COVID really because last last year was real basketball, but it was just it's a different experience, mm-hmm. right? And so this year will be a little more normal, but in UL Monroe, Texas State, and especially Liberty, Will talks about his scheduling all the time. I, I'm not going to go into the philosophy behind it too much, but he intentionally schedules these exactly. teams that are going to help LSU's net ranking at the end of the year. So these are maybe not marquee brand names for the home games, but they're good basketball teams, and they're good basketball teams that boost LSU's net. So it's, it's going to be good basketball in the PMAC, and it's going to be a lot of basketball in the PMAC. I mean, you're talking about five games in, in 13 days. Like, phew, man, you better be ready yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Up. Okay, um, what else? The general's coming. Yep. I don't want to say much more than that, but if you follow uh, LSU basketball on Twitter, and um, I apologize to uh, to Lynn Manuel Miranda, but and I, I hope that I would like for him to listen to this podcast, but I'm afraid you don't think he's DM- listening to boot up. Probably not, but I'm afraid I'll get DMCA'd for doing this. Here comes the general, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the general. The moment you've been waiting for. Here comes the general. The pride of Mount Vernon. That's just a hint, okay? If you're a Hamilton fan, you recognize that song. If you're not, it's just a hint of things that are going to come. Quick teaser from the LSU basketball social media account, the marketing team. We got some things up our sleeve. So, speaking of the general. Uh, I think it's now time to throw 
this conversation will wrap up me and me and you, Harrison. Um, we'll catch up again next week after we'll have a lot of basketball to talk. Yep. We'll have to get Kent's dispatches rolling in uh, heavy. We'll try to come back next week. Let me let me just think on the fly here while we're wrapping up. If LSU plays on Tuesday and Friday, we'll probably come back after the Tuesday game, recap the Tuesday game, preview the Friday game, and uh, that'll be our podcast plans for next week. And then we'll probably come back the middle of the week after that, and we'll have Texas State and Liberty to look back on. Plus, so, I got a bunch of interviews, man. I've interviewed like mm-hmm. through through Garrison with the Gold Standard. I've talked to Sharif. I've talked to Mawani. I've talked to Pinson. I've talked to Days. Um, couple others we're supposed to talk to Efton Reed soon like I've got a bunch of interviews lined up similar to this Will Wade one that I'm excited to, to share with y'all so a lot of stuff coming up on boot up before we throw it to the interview with Will please rate review subscribe all that stuff the other day we cracked like the top 100 of all basketball podcasts awesome. which was awesome to see um, let's get even higher we've peaked at like in the top 10 before on big episodes after big games but let's get it going early in the season build up the momentum uh, and be ready to go so excited about that and excited to now Toss it over to my interview with now entering his fifth year at LSU, head coach of the LSU basketball program, Will Wade. Bow, bow, bow. All right, good to sit down with LSU basketball head coach Will Wade, ahead of uh, fifth season at LSU. When I say fifth season at LSU, what, what goes through your head? Time flies. It seems yeah. like just yesterday we were walking in the uh, student union. You were covering for Tiger Rag, <laughs> and uh, not not soon after, not uh, not too uh, not too long after that, you were running with me. Yeah, went for a nice around, little run in the morning. Following me around campus, so uh, it, uh, it time flies, but it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great ride so far, and I think the uh, the best is yet to come. So, in that, I was listening to that press conference right before you walked over here, and at the very beginning of it you talked about the you probably remember the numbers it was like 20 NCAA tournaments four final I should know these numbers I, bad SEC championships 10 of them I said we we're going to add to each of them yep and, and so which ones have you added to we've added to two of them we still got one more out there which is uh, the final four and so um, you know, this would be a good year to start with it in New Orleans. But uh, certainly, you know, winning another SEC title was huge. And then, and then, you know, becoming a consistent NCAA tournament team was something we set out uh, to do. We've made it, you know, really three straight years, two straight years on paper, but three straight years in, in, in reality with the COVID year. We were we were a shoe-in to get in. And so, you know, we're the only program in the league that's, that's finished with the double bye or finished in the top four, really the top three, each of the last three years. And so what we set out to do was just build a consistent win build a consistent program and uh, you know I think we've we've done that uh, to this part th- this point but we've got uh, we got some more work ahead of us I'm gonna test your memory again it was 2017 season so before you got started here and it was a, a football home game I don't remember who we were playing maybe in Troy <laughs> I tried to forget that as much as yeah. possible anyway the day of that game you um, you did like a little pregame event with the Alumni Association and you had a really good soundbite in there about the Final Four being in New Orleans. You remember that? Yeah, I said we'd like to practice one time before then, but we, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get to do that. But uh, no, it was, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, that first football year, I, I went to the BYU game. Yep. Uh, that first year when we opened in the Dome, when it got moved from, from Houston. It's ironic with the hurricane, it moved, moved from, from Houston, um, you know, to the Dome. And I remember sitting in there thinking, man, it, you know, five years from now, this is where the Final Four is. It'd be great to have, great to have the Tigers, uh, you know, back in the dome for the for the Final Four. So we've got uh, uh, we got a, a, a lot ahead of us uh, this season. It'd be a great way to kind of cap the first first five year run that we've had here for sure. You mentioned that hurricane. It's it's fitting. You know, we, we're dealing with a hurricane right now. The aftermath. Y'all are getting ready to play an exhibition game to 
to help with some of that. But that's a, you know, that's a big part of being in Louisiana is dealing with these things every year. And the word I always say is resilient. We're resilient people that, that always bounce back from these things. What have you learned about resilience in Louisiana in your time here? Well, I mean, that's, that's what the people are, man. They just, they, they, uh, they roll with the punches and they make the best out of any situation. You know, they could make the best out of, out of, out of anything. And they, they, uh, we come together, we, 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 uh, we, we work as one and, and we help, uh, you know, we help each other out. This last hurricane, you know, I'm not very handy. My neighbor came over and helped me, uh, <laughs> batten down my shutters and stuff for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, for, for the hurricane. But, you know, I love the resilience of the people in Louisiana. I love, you know, the mission statement with our, with our athletic department, the unrivaled passion. Like, I think that, that, that sticks out to me as much as anybody, uh, as much as anything. It's just our, our fans, our state, just have unrivaled passion for LSU. People always ask me, you know, oh, you're at a football school. No, I tell you what, if they're keeping score and they're wearing purple and gold, people care, and yep. people are people are are um, are watching. And you know, look no further than our women's soccer getting off to a great start, us selling out the women's soccer yep. game. You know, that's a sport we haven't been as as, as great in, and, and and now you know, uh, Coach Hudson's winning, and 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 people love a winner. And so, um, you know, at LSU, that's what it is. It's unrivaled passion for everything that we do. Uh, in terms of winning and, and, and moving things forward. And so I, I, I love the resilience and the passion of, of, of the people of Louisiana. Specifically on, on the exhibition game that y'all are going to be playing here against Nichols uh, in Thibodeau, what, what was sort of the story behind that and the inspiration to want to do something for them? Well, you know, we're, 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 we know the guys at Nichols really well. Uh, Coach Claunch, I've known for a while, but Coach Claunch, when uh, Nelson – uh, Hernandez, my operations guy, was at Clemson, was Nelson's GA. Okay. And so that's kind of how we were able to shotgun the game last year, yeah. right, 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 right after Christmas. And, um, you know, it just, it's one of those things I think we've kind of set a, a, a standard that when something happens in an area where there's one of our state universities that we're going to go help out as best we can. A couple years ago, uh, we went to, to Ruston when they had the tornado that ravaged Ruston and, and mm -hmm. Louisiana Tech campus. If it wasn't for COVID last year, we'd have gone to Lake Charles. Uh, with the with, with how hard hit that area was with the hurricane but with COVID we couldn't have the exhibitions and we couldn't have those games and then this year with Ida um, it made sense to, to to go to Nichols and we had that relationship with Nichols so you know that's what we're going to do any any little thing we can do to help or draw awareness you know one thing I found out we went to Lake Charles and, and I went down to Homa and Thibodeau uh, after this you know I uh, the media attention is really heavy for a couple couple weeks, but the people there are still going through mm -hmm. you know problems. I got friends in um, in Terrio and some of those you know Golden Meadow and and, and um, you know fur further south in Grand Isle, and you know they're still they're, they're still struggling with everything. And so I think you know when we can come in on the back end and still raise a little bit of awareness. I know the Pelicans are going down to practice uh, at Nichols I think this weekend, and, and we're heading down the next weekend. So. I think, um, you know, we can raise a little bit of money, but more importantly, just kind of keep it in the news and, and, and raise awareness that, that, that they're still struggling down there. When you reflect on the, the four or five years that you've been here, where have you grown the most, changed the most, transformed the most as a, as a coach? Well, I think, um, you know, you, you become a little bit tighter in your, in your philosophies and I think offensively we've got a good, a good, a good way about us. You know, what's funny is um, – I used to be really into defense. I coached a lot of defense, and I spent a lot more time on the defensive side of the mm -hmm. ball than I do on offense. 
Um, when I became a, as a as an assistant coach, I didn't. Even, I, I wanted to pitch a shutout. Like I didn't even care if we scored. But mm-hmm. when I became a head coach, I got so worried about like it's embarrassing standing up there if you can't score. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel that way. And so I became much more uh, offensive uh, offensive oriented. And I think we've been able to really hone in on an offense that is very effective in the SEC, very effective nationally, and most importantly, is uh, very attractive for recruits. Um, and so I, th- I think, you know, we've grown the offense and, and we continue to, you know, some stuff this year will be different. We're going to move the ball. It won't be as much ISO. We're in, we led the country in ISO scoring last year. It won't be quite like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to move the ball more and be more movement. But I think we've become, you know, an elite offensive outfit. Now we've got to bring the defense up to par. Um, and, and we've got a lot of work to do there. But, but it's something that we've done before. Um, it's something that we've that we've been really good in before, and we've just got to we've just got to hone in on that and, and and get good there. But I really think, you know, the offense has really taken off um, since we've been here, and I, we've put a lot of a lot of focus into that. You mentioned earlier that some people will tell you, oh, it's a football school, and it, it made me think of something. Do you think there's a common misunderstanding or mis- misperception of who LSU basketball is, or do you feel like y'all have defined? who you are and who you want to be, or is that still a work in progress? No, I think it's still a work in progress. I think it's always a work in progress, but I think we've developed an identity with the boot up, you know, taking Louisiana to the top, being about the state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we've, but LSU, I mean, shoot, we've won the second most SEC titles. It's not like we're just chopped liver, yeah. uh, you know, to Kentucky. I mean, we, we've been really good. We You could put our all-time starting five against anybody in college basketball, and we, you know, we'd have an argument that we could win. Um, and so, you know, we've had, you know, we've had really good pockets. The, 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 the um, you know, the secret sauce has been being able to sustain it. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't happened in, in 25, 30 years. And, and that's been the trick. And I think now we're at a point where it's sustainable. And, and you know, we've, we, we've, we found our niche with recruiting. We found our niche with what works with our program and with our team. And, and uh, you know, I think the fans have have taken have taken to it. I think the year we won the SEC, which was the last year we could really have, you know, I thought though we had great crowds. I thought the year after that we had great crowds. We set a season ticket record since you know since before Shaq or since when Shaq was here mm-hmm. in the '90s. Um, and so I, you know, and, and I think we had some positive momentum. Then obviously COVID hit, and now it's uh, now we're going to rebuild that uh, rebuild that momentum or, or, or you know bridge you know bridge it. Um, to hopefully keep it going but I think you know like I said the people we have unrivaled passion at LSU about anything that wins and at the end of the day baseball has a great following because they've consistently won football has one of the best followings if not the best following in college football because they've consistently won you know and so women's basketball is going to consistently win and the following is going to go great you know it's all about winning and people like a winner nobody wants to be associated with a loser and so it's about winning and we haven't consistently won enough to to have that uh fan base but it's there and that passion and 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 that resilience and and all that stuff is there and and we've just got to continue to 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 move along one of the uses for this interview will be something that garrison's working on called gold standard and when we were coming up with the name, I borrowed it from a phrase that you've used before, blue collar gold standard, which I know goes back to, to a previous stop. But when I when you hear that phrase gold standard, and you can add the blue collar to it if you want to, but what does that phrase mean to you? Yeah, it's what we used at Chattanooga when our colors were blue and gold, so it doesn't quite work as <laughs> no, well here. No purple collars. No, no purple collars. We actually gave our guys blue collar work shirts there with their names nice. on them, and they would wear them around. I found out afterwards they like warmed to the club and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's kind of stylish, but. Um, 
you know, gold standard just means having unbelievable uh, attention to detail and, and un, unreal uh, focus and, and just being dependable, being reliable. Um, and, you know, that's the, that's the gold standard, and that's what we want our players to be. That's what we want our program to be. That's what we want everybody to be. And, and like you said, this is, you know, this gold standard. This is something new for me. I'm not into social media. I don't get on social media. I don't have Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I, don't, I hadn't looked at my Twitter in, in three years. Like, that's not my deal. Um, Did you ever but, figure out the password? No, I have no idea what my <laughs> password is. Like, I couldn't get onto my Twitter if I wanted to. So, um, you know, I don't read any of that stuff. But, you know, I, I know that that's something we need to be better at. And, and so, you know, Garrison's been great. You've been great. You know, we've got this, we've got a group that's been meeting every couple of weeks to go through stuff. And yeah, I got to open up the program and, 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 you know, we want to, we, we've got some great stuff going on here that, that's probably not told enough. And I think through this gold standard series, um, you know, I think, I think you're going to see, get a better feel for our players. I think it's really important for our fans because you're just not going to have guys for four years. Yeah, mm-hmm. Days is the first guy I believe I've coached for four years mm-hmm. here, and he's going to be one of a dying breed, maybe mm-hmm. the last. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important if the guys are here for one or two years that our fans really uh, get to know them. And uh, we've got just unbelievable kids. They're yeah. awesome kids. They're fun to be around. they got great stories. They're from all over the country. And, you know, they, they, they immediately fall in love with LSU. They immediately fall in love with Louisiana, the culture, the food. Um, and so, you know, I, th- I think um, this series and, and us being a little bit more open will, uh, will allow, um, you know, allow our fans to have an in-depth look really at what we do and kind of get behind the scenes on, you know, how we win, how we manage the program, and more importantly, get to know our players. Yeah. We'll spend plenty of time talking about the players and telling their stories. If you could, while we have you, just talk about your staff and the staff that you've built and the roles each of them play kind of individually. Yeah, we've got we've got great people, man. You win with people. I say that all the time. You know, we we, we, we may not have some of the best facilities or some of the other best stuff, but I, I've got I've got unbelievable people, and most of them have been with me a long time, or I have a, a, a longstanding uh, relationship uh, with some of our off the court, you know, some of our off the court group. Tyrone Green is our video coordinator. He was my manager at VCU. Uh, he's been around me for, uh, for for a long time. Nelson Hernandez been with me a long time. He's our director of operations. He really ties everything together. He runs the office, can run everything while I'm out running around recruiting and keeps us organized and keeps us on schedule. Uh, LeBrent Walker uh, is our coordinator of operations. He was a GA for us here and. Uh, we moved him into a full-time role. He he handles a lot of the stuff on campus and, and just able to spend a lot of time with our players. Vernon Hamilton and I went to college together. Uh, he he does you know he's our director of player development and he came from the Dallas Mavericks and he brings a lot of NBA thoughts to to what we do and and how we. Uh, how we go about things. Coach Green, Lauren Green, our strength and conditioning coach, he's tremendous. Like I said, you don't know what you don't know, and and, and being able to get him in here and and have him, um, you know, put some new put some new things in place. Coach Golden was phenomenal. I still talk to him all the time. But you know, there's some things that uh, that Coach Green's brought that I think our players like and will really really uh, help us. Sean Eddy, our athletic trainer, he's a holdover, but uh, he's the best. Uh, he's the absolute best and 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 does a phenomenal phenomenal job then Brittany ties us all together 
uh, in the office and keeps us all straight. But we just have a, a plethora of people. We have a high-performance team. I have three mental coaches, Bruce Buggs, who's here on campus, Dr. Joel Fish, uh, who's in Philadelphia, and Greg Graber, who's in Memphis. And they work with each of our guys, and they work on different parts of the mental game of basketball. And so we just have a, a, a huge – that's a huge piece of what we do. We spend a ton of time with those guys. I've worked with Graber and Joel for – for a long time, they worked with my teams at Chattanooga and VCU, and then Bruce is somebody that we've added here, and he works with our leadership group, and he works within the high-performance team. And then um, certainly my assistant coaches, uh, Tasman Mitchell, who everybody knows, mm-hmm. who uh, was on our staff uh, on our staff previously, and 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 uh, we moved him up to assistant coach when Coach Benford went back to went back to Dallas uh, to be with his family. And, um, you know, he's just a, a great player, a great personality. He knows the state of Louisiana inside and out. He's got great recruiting ties in Texas as well, just from playing AAU. And everybody knows who he is. You walk in anywhere with him, and everybody knows him. Kevin Nickelberry is a mentor of mine. Uh, he's somebody that, um, uh, you know, I worked for. I was his graduate assistant at Clemson. And so I joke with him all the time. He treated me so bad I had to hire him so I could get back at him. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's he's got uh, – he's never met a stranger. He talked to you all day yep. long, and um, he's uh, he's on that phone 24-7 talking to kids, talking to recruits, talking to parents, and does a great job. And Coach Armstrong uh, has been our associate head coach. He's been with me uh, the whole time here. He's the longest-tenured assistant in the SEC, 15 years uh, he's been in the SEC. I told him that's why he's bald because uh, he's been in the <laughs> SEC too long. But – uh, you know, he's, uh, he does a phenomenal job with our players. He does a lot of stuff. Um, you know, he helps me on the court big time. And then, you know, we have a new, new staff member, Brandon Chambers, uh, who I'm very familiar with. And um, he's kind of he, – he, uh, he, he helps us on the basketball side of things in terms of breaking things down and, and making sure we're organized academically and, and a, a lot of those type – a lot of those type things, but he was uh, he was a uh, assistant at Texas Southern last year. He was uh, he was on staff with us at VCU. He was a manager for us at mm. VCU um, as well. He's been at Nevada. He's been a bunch of different places. He's at Paul the Six High School. He's coached Division three, and he's going to be a, a huge huge addition uh, to our to our coaching staff. But we've got just phenomenal phenomenal people, and I'm very very fortunate that they're uh, they stick around with us. We'll, we'll end on this one, Coach. Um, I know it's it's October, but as you start goal setting for the season, what, what's your approach to setting objectives and and uh, approaching the season? Do you like to set things out way in front, or are you taking it week by week, day by day? Yeah, I don't want to be too. I'm not very much into cliches, but really, you know, one we don't ever set avoidance goals, so we try to set goals, hmm. that things we can go hit, targets we can go hit. Not hey, we're not going to do this. We're not. No, we're going to try to go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. But a lot of it has to start, you know, everybody, every team, oh, we want to, you know, go the Final Four. We want to win the SEC. Well, how are we yeah. going to do that? Yeah. What, what, what's the work ethic? What's it going to take every day? What, what You know, what's going to go into that? And so I try to start at, 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 a, at, a, at a smaller level and then build up kind of like steps. All right, mm-hmm. the first step is, yeah, we need, to, we need to develop good practice habits. We need to have attention to detail in these areas. Here's two or three areas I've identified from last year that we're going to have to be much better in this year. Um, and so let's focus on those. And then, all right, we get to non-conference. What's our objectives for non-conference? Then we got to flip it to SEC play. And then once you get through SEC play halfway through, all right, where are we? Are we trying to get a double buy? Are we trying to win the thing? You know, you've got to grow as a team. Hmm. Uh, throughout the year. And so I think all that changes. I don't like setting a bunch of goals at the beginning of the year because 
you know, it's just it's just a bunch of words on paper. And so I, I like to, you know, all right, let's handle this first preseason part. Then we'll get to Nichols. And then we'll we have our scrimmage the next week. And then we have another time where I'm going to define roles after that. I'll meet with everybody, go through the roles. Here's what our team needs. Here's what we need. Here's what I think our 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 biggest you know our biggest uh, our biggest issues are. And I can tell you some of that right now. Like yeah. we're going to play the guys who are going to defensive rebound. We're 14 and one last year when we got you know 66 67 percent of our defensive rebounds. So like if you can defensive rebound, you're going to play for us. Mm. Um, but you know that's going to be with you know be with with each individual with each individual person's responsibilities. I don't really call them roles because roles sound more like a suggestion. Responsibilities sound more mm. like you're going to do this. Mm. So we like responsibilities better than roles. But um, you know I'll do that when I define everybody's responsibilities and and we'll 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 go from there. And then you know like I said we got we'll have goals for the preseason. We'll have goals for you know. We got to change a little bit when we get to Christmas break. When we don't have, when we get, when we have the holiday break. We have more time to practice. There's certain things we can work on. Then we'll have SEC goals, and then we'll adjust as we, as we move forward. But on a big picture, my goal is always to finish with the double buy in the SEC. That's the biggest because I feel like that's so. That's really the only thing I worry about. If we can finish with the double buy. We're for sure going to the NCAA tournament. Yep. We're for sure getting a good NCAA tournament seed mm-hmm. where you give yourself a chance to win and you give yourself a chance to win and compete in the SEC tournament. So, like, on the big picture, that's what – I mean, if we do that, everything else we want will be on the table if we can work our way into a double buy. And so I put a lot of that, – that, that's really my – as I go into the season, all right, let's do what we can do to get the double buy. And then once we get that, everything else will be on the table in front of us. Last one. Where's the run streak at these days? We're still going. We're still going. Not as fast. Not nearly. Not nearly as fast these days. But we're still going. So I ran five five point one this morning. Oh Jesus! Five point one before the sun came up. I don't think it, the weather's getting perfect the weather, now it is for running in the morning. It's perfect. There's nothing better than running on the football game day. I love that. I run through the motorhome lots and stuff. I love all that. But. Any any cars getting broken into at that time of day? No, no, I hadn't day? seen one since <laughs> since I ran with you that day or yeah, a couple days before right I ran before with you. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen one since then. Oh, you see some. Get out there early on Thursday or Friday mornings. You can see some interesting, uh, some interesting things at 4:30, 4:45 in the morning. Garrison, how fast can you run with that camera right there? You might have to. <laughs> he don't. He don't have to run very fast with me. He get on a. He could. He could uh, get on a moped. We'll get you on a little golf cart or something. Coach, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.